Hello, you're listening to Talking About the Passion. I'm Thomas Irwin. This is a podcast where I interview different independent musicians and showcase their music. As for myself, I'm a singer-songwriter and producer who goes by Niagara Moon. You can look up more about my own music at niagaramoonmusic.com. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to say thank you to everyone who signed up for the Niagara Moon email newsletter so far. I've gotten far more of you than I ever thought I would have. Uh, as you might have seen, I sent out my first post earlier this week. I hope you found it remotely interesting. For those of you who haven't signed up yet and who are fans of the podcasts, and or if you want to stay up to date on my musical activities, get on it. I've, again, included a link you can go to in the episode description for this podcast. Or you can just go to niagaramoonmusic.com and you'll see where to enter in your email address right on the homepage. Also, just want to mention my upcoming show one more time. This Friday, May 19th, 7 p.m. at Barboza, Niagara Moon is opening for Monster Watch and Wall of Ears. Come check it out. For episode 19, we have the Seattle band Professor Sweater. They're an indie rock funk trio comprised of Matt Sizer on guitar and main vocals, Mike Wellner on drums, and Scott Sparrowhawk on bass. They're a fun bunch of dudes. I definitely felt the uh, camaraderie. We had the interview on Cinco de Mayo, so they came over with an 18-pack of beer, which I'd say we made significant headway into. On a side note, this was my first and potentially last time recording this many people with my current microphone setup. You're just going to hear a lot of noises, but hopefully you can still make out what we are all saying. Uh, apologies in advance, though, if any of it is hard to hear. That being said, uh, we're going to hear a couple tracks that they recorded recently while performing live at the Skylark Cafe in West Seattle. First up is their song, Right On Time. Here's a song. Oh, no. 
Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. To Thomas. Tom. The yes. Thomas. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. Was, Actually, yeah. Uh, Thomas or, or Tom, or did anyone ever uh, call you by Tom or Tommy? So I've generally gone by Thomas, but for whatever reason, when I was in middle school, I started telling people to call me Tom, but then changed my mind two years later. But people who I met at that time in my life, they mm -hmm. still think of me as Tom, but everybody else calls me Thomas. But I kind of don't really care either way. Okay, that's good to know. Because I, I never go by Matthew. And, like, my parents don't even call me Matthew. I always go by Matt. But there's so many Matts that I do not answer to Sizer. my name. So, yeah, I go by my last name, Sizer. Sizer. All my high school friends. Yeah, there are a ton of Matts out there. So. Yes, exactly. So we got Matt, and then we got Mike. Yes. Yes. That's yes, good. my name is Mike. Yeah, people aren't going to know who's talking, so I figured <laughs> get, out, get that out of the way first. And then we have... Scott Sparrowhawk. Scott Sparrowhawk. Coolest well last name. Yeah, you do have the coolest last name. What kind of name is Sparrowhawk? It's just plain old Anglo-Saxon, nothing fancy. But also, like, cool sounding. Cool sounding. Yeah, I never heard it before. I used to get asked, or I mean, I still get asked all the time if I'm Native American, but I'm still not... <laughs> okay. I had the DNA test done. I'm definitely not. Hmm. So are you guys all from Seattle? Uh, I'm from the area. Uh, I grew up, uh, well, I was born on the east side of the state and then uh, moved over here when I was young and grew up in uh, north of Seattle, Marysville area. And Mike and Scott, are you uh, transplants? or Kitsap Peninsula. Okay. So that's pretty close. And then I went to school in Portland and then decided... Kitsap would be way too small. So Seattle it was. Mm -hmm. I'm from southeast, <clears throat> so I uh, grew up in, well, I was born in Georgia, grew up in Florida, went to college in Alabama, okay. and worked in Georgia again for a while, and then moved out here like three years ago. Wow. Met these guys, what, last August or so, September? Or yeah, yeah but it's been about eight August. months, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, us three as a trio three about us, yeah. eight months, and then Mike and I have played... Six years. That's been six a while, years. yeah, at least six years. Uh, but with this current project, it's... Been a year. Been about a year, a little over a year in the making, I guess. 
And so, Matt, you play... Uh... I play guitar and vocals. Okay. And then, uh, Mike, you're on... Drums. And shouting. And Drums shouting. And shouting. <laughs> Not right. yelling. Important shouting. And then <laughs> Scott came in with the bass last year to uh, yeah. fill out the sound. Bass and some kick-ass harmonies. Yeah. Nice. So. so you guys are a power trio? Uh, we're trying. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that is challenging yet fun. I think is trying to fill the sound and uh, we were doing like a two-piece for a few months and it was just tough but it's hard uh, to make that work yeah yeah but uh, I think we're we're forging ahead with this trio and and getting that uh, that sound down so I think that's what I thought was so cool when I, I first heard him because I hadn't really met him but I, I'd heard that you know there was this band that a friend of mine knew that needed a bass player and I was like I'm a bass player and I need a band so looked him up and listened to him and they actually had like <clears throat> a very like I under, like the sound made sense the way it was I think hmm. um, it was pretty dialed in but, but at the same time was missing the bass part I always think mm-hmm. that anytime yeah. I hear a band that's, that it's yeah. hard to not be missing the bass part exactly yeah. Yeah. it's pretty it lays essential. down that groove that, right. and then that rhythm section is, is that whole backbone mm-hmm. that allows as a three-piece uh allows me to take a little more leeway here and there yeah but yeah. i'm still learning what i can do with that, that so that's that's really we had a missing element for sure missing mm-hmm. element and and it was uh it was one of those things where yeah it was just us two trying to keep that going like that beat group going but you don't have right. the group as much mm-hmm. really but bad. but yeah the fact that they are they're pulling that off like you know, without me, and you know, I think it made it that much stronger when I come in, because then I could just fill out the sound and then match what you guys are doing, and it, it it works pretty well, I think. Yeah, I will say it has been a pretty natural integration, uh, bringing you know what we had before and and our kind of sound, and then bringing an extra flavor to it, and then making everything. It's it's just a uh, it's it's a good mix, and it was it was a pretty organic experience as far as you know getting everything together and getting to what we have now. So, wow. I mean, were you guys playing funk music before? Um, it's pretty hard to do when you don't have yeah, the, exactly. The bass it really and is. Drums so the, 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 the bass, I guess, has really brought that <clears throat> funk out. I think the funk was there. I we think that say a thing was yeah definitely some a, a lot of these songs. Most of these songs were ideas before. Uh, the bass came in, uh, but they've matured and, and really reached some of their potential, you know, having a trio. But, yeah, I think the funk was there, for sure. Um, you, we both had different backgrounds. As well. Absolutely. Jazz. Mm-hmm. And Matt, maybe blues Man. and classic rock. So, it's been stages, uh... But I really appreciate the jazz. But like overall. Overall, I mean, it's been everything. It's been everything from a lot of pop punk, MXPX, talking about Kit Sap. Kit Sap. Kit Sap. Kit Sap. And anything from from that, yeah, exactly, to uh, actually a a lot of jazz. Um, Sublime was definitely a big uh, uh, influence. But definitely like Beatles, classic rock, anything in there. It's it's a yeah. wide spectrum. But Scott's wearing a revolver T-shirt. Yeah, we we were commenting on his uh, his wardrobe 
Let it be was, was in the Dirty Laundry. So well, mm. there you go. <laughs> Actually, I, that's probably one of my favorite albums. If yeah. not my favorite. Yeah, I can't get by Abbey Road. That's my favorite song. I, yeah, I also agree with that. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with the name Professor Sweater? I got that one. Mike's yeah. raising his hand. <clears throat> um, so Matt and I had spent... So, he, so we've been together a little over a y- year doing this project. But... Um, we knew from our last couple groups, like, we need to actually have a name that's not the worst, like, on the no list, but we like it the most. Like, that was, in the past, it was, we had a list, and we're like, well, we don't hate it. Yeah. Mm. And so this one, we had spent a couple months just like, like, this is what we have to do in order, in order to get out and play. You have to have a name. So mm-hmm. we were um, at the Nine Pound Hammer... Like, it was probably, like, our 10th or so session up there in <laughs> Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And we were leaving, and we had been going through, like, books and stuff, you know, just, like, random guess, mm-hmm. um, a random pick. And then uh, I was wearing the sweater that had elbow pads, and, like, the professor sweaters. And uh, that's when Matt was like, what about uh, Professor Sweater? There's a Mr. Professor Sweater over here. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. And he's like, I like it. But it was one of those, like... We just both knew at that moment kind of thing. Wow. That's the best way for a name to come about is just spontaneously. Not looking through books. Uh, and, <laughs> and, I, and I got to say, it was a, that was a big factor in me calling you guys. <laughs> nice. Because I, was, I mean, I listened to the music, and I, but when I heard the name, I was like, yeah, I got to go home. And, you know, I actually remembered to go home and look them up on, online. And it's a good name. I, like I think it. it's one of those things that you have to embrace when you actually settle on a name because I well for me I'm super picky on all things but Guitar just player, that's true figure. <laughs> <laughs> but just settling on a name and then getting used to it. it's one of those things that you hear a name over and over and over again and then it just sounds normal yeah um, you don't think about getting, it anymore yeah exactly uh, getting to that point think about it it's not it doesn't come up as anything you know huge it's not taken it's not yeah, taken it's, yeah. like, it's the most important thing we've had a so. we've had a band in the past where Part of the name was, you know, a prominent name. So it was, so, you know, optimization and things mm-hmm. like that. You're just never going to stand yeah. out. And so, yeah. Professor's what The one thing is it's kind of a long name. The words are very long, so as far as making logos and stuff, it's... <laughs> You gotta fit. You gotta fit that whole two words. No, it's on not there. as bad as the string cheese incident or something <laughs> like that. That is true. Or That's Dave very Matthews true. Band. Yeah, he's a band. Rest in peace. I don't know that. I'm not familiar with that reference. Colonel Bruce Hampton. Yeah, he just died um, in Atlanta on stage. Oh. What? Yeah, he finished his last song at the Fox Theater. Laid down. Oh my. Yeah, and was wow. having trouble, and nobody really figured it out at first. And what a way to go! That's the thing later, about the having a, an illness on stage is people will assume it's part of some. Oh act. yeah, and they didn't know right away. That's crazy. But I mean, what a what a way to go out, man! If that's yeah, the way exactly. To go, that's that's a great right? choice right there. I would do it. Not too much suffering. <laughs> just die playing in, and in happy. Pl- yeah, mm-hmm. in your set, lay down. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm done. So what would you say are some of the band's biggest influences? I mean, you're kind of doing a few different genres at once. I mean, how did you describe the sound to, uh, to Scott when he came in? I always Let's have a see. problem I remember trying the to word describe. syncopation 
yeah. syncopation, the, yeah. The word um, jazzy chords, um, syncopation, grooves, you know, it's. I think it's got jazz influence, it's got a little funk influence, a little maybe jam bandy almost, a little influence mm-hmm. on some level. We yeah, we did not little, like um, that. Term. I know, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean it. No, at yeah, no. the band yeah, itself. Totally. I mean, you guys are like the structure is too tight for it to be a jam band. Well, right. I, I mean, say. we, we have, that's the thing is we don't Thank just you. like go Th- open ended. Thank like, you, Thomas. Stumble. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's loose though. Scott. It's it's very like the interplay between the three of you is very. So prominent. I will say, as far as uh, influence, uh, Led Zeppelin is a huge influence, and even mm-hmm. though they were a four piece. Instrumentally, they were like a three-piece, one guitar, um, and then vocals were separate, of course. But the way that they were able to um, improvise with each other, they knew each other's playing so well that they could... um, And and we're always a work in progress, but I think we've, we've been taking good steps in the right directions to be able to be able to play with each other in that sort of uh, fashion. So, so we, we had problems where people weren't getting engaged when we were playing. Right. And so that's what we wanted to change in this new project. And so, um, getting people to dance. And so one thing that we were doing is listening to more local bands in the area and more in the north in the Pacific Northwest in general because there is a definite music scene here. I don't know if you've heard of Tree Fort Fest, but that is basically a big party for for bands to get together and mm. they just talk and hang and chill. But it's just a bunch of a bunch of local bands and so I started listening to more and more to that and kind of making our own cuz one of the things that we we had these blues and jazz elements before but being able to get it to the audience to like be engaged with and that's that was the difference and listening to what the local bands are doing and kind of kind of okay this yeah. is how we get people to dance to the music. And so that's what we've been changing, I would say. And, mm-hmm. and in terms of influences, so the local artists as well. That's good, yeah. So what are some key components that you guys need to get people on their feet? What have you found out? I think it's, yeah, it's all about the beat. I mean, it's, really? it's honestly about, um, yeah, yeah, four on the floor. Really is, is. Yeah. You're just taking it back to the roots. But before, it was just very, very uh, fancy you know, I'd try to be a little too fancy. So just keeping it to that rhythm where everybody can tune in and, and enjoy, I guess that's what it is. And I like all the, you guys, and this is, you know, well before I was here, you guys have like lots of like audience participation, like stuff to just you got set the banter up down. music. I mean, yeah, it's it's totally like with the audience of mine. taken six so. years. Which, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's, taken that's practice. Not yes. something I've it is. had in a band that I've been in before, so that's it's always fun. I think it's uh, about getting a backbone of a song. You, you want a good beat that people will get engaged with right away, that perks their ears up. Then you, now that we have a three-piece and you lay down a, a bass line that people are going to start you know, moving sideways to, and then you put a little funk guitar on there or a jazzy chord on there, um, and you just create this whole song, but it still has the beat in mind. It still has the rhythm in mind that, that kind of gets people on their feet a little bit. It's a so it's course meal. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, playing, it's playing with uh, the tempos, you know, uh, trying to write a little more up-tempo stuff, but even if we have something a little uh, slower tempo, um, it's about dynamics, 
and you do something that hits real hard and then you bring it down and then you build up. So it's, it's about, um, when we play a show, I like having a, a stop in a song where it's super tight and you can hear someone yeah, having that, that loud conversation hooked. that says something really inappropriate. Yeah, that's happened <laughs> to me before. And then, uh, and then you start up again, but everyone heard it. I, uh, I really like, I like that, uh, that option. But um, I think, yeah, syncopated. There's a lot of dynamics too, honestly. Yeah. Like that's, dynamics. that's I think that's where I get the the jam band idea from because jam bands do that, man. They they you know number of times I've seen Fish, and they'll they'll it's like it starts really low and then it just builds into something huge. Or there's always highs and lows in the music. And with these guys, it, it, I noticed that right away that there was always like dynamics and you know bands don't do that <laughs> honestly a lot of bands don't at all they don't even attempt yeah flat. you get this flat kind of compressed um yeah, song you know that's using dynamics it's more like kind of crafting a story or something well yeah mm -hmm. and, it, and it's an it's Beginning an emotional ride and, instead yeah. of you know just a, um you know a cruise and happy land the whole time you know <laughs> you've got like the up and the down so yeah yeah it's cool i like, I like it i i think the emotion of a song is the most important part. It you can you can craft a song around anything, any idea, but if it doesn't have the right emotion behind it, yeah. it's not gonna hit. And and you can get you can get a song that sounds good or is, is fun to listen to, but you can you can really feel it when you capture the right sound and the right emotion for the song. And I think that's, I don't know, I try to incorporate that as, as much as I can uh, in the playing and the, Give and the writing. Give some examples, Matthew. I don't so, have any examples. Hold on, Matt, are you the, uh, the primary songwriter in the group? <laughs> yeah, I come up with the ideas as far as um, melodies and uh, kind of a, a basic structure, and then I bring it to the group, and we really have to hash out a final arrangement on something, um, and then bringing, so I can have an idea in my head and then bring it and then we kind of jam through it a little bit at practice and it can change in one direction or another depending on a beat that we get or depending on a cool bass line that we get so I could have maybe a backbone idea of something but lyrics wise yeah I, I write and then chords on the you've guitar. written something about your wife, you've written something about your kids, very, mm -hmm. very relatable. Yeah, it's always yeah, hard stuff. It's Are not, you a family man? Just I am. I am a family man, and Scott is as well. <clears throat> yeah, I I appreciate music and lyrics that I've listened to that are are realistic. Like I said before, like Sublime is a, a big influence. I don't know how realistic it is to smoke six joints in the morning. <laughs> that, you know, and in the, at night. Yeah, and but night. I mean, it's, it's a tall order. I, if you can get past that too, but it's just like right, they're the they're being honest about who they are. The, yeah, honest about who you are and and the the life that Authentic. they've been uh brought up in and just yeah, ideas kind of documentarians almost i like i like to just i like laying it down straight i don't want to yeah bullshit about something I, it's uh if it's gonna be said it just let's go ahead and say it i feel like modest mouse is really good with that that's i do awesome. like them a lot yes yeah, that's yeah i figured you guys uh might be influenced by them that's a yeah. big influence for sure like, yeah absolutely i definitely go based on on grooves Mm -hmm. I will say Carter Beaufort, it's my he's my favorite. He's but he is I think right now is. people playing 
He's one to look at. He's, uh, he's one of the best. too. He's amazing. But, but yeah, just... Uh, Those are some damn loud birds. Yeah. Radiohead, chili, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. Chili Peppers, definitely. If you're doing like indie rock funk, I mean, they've got to be a big yeah. touchstone for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, Blood, Sex, Sugar, Magic is like mm. one of my favorite all-time albums, for sure. I'll be honest, I have not. It's got some good bass lines. Stuff. Yeah, they're they're. I like their new songs. A couple new songs on the radio. I don't know who who produced it, but it's it's like very relevant. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't really like the Californication days and that's albums. kind of their low point. I yeah. think. Yeah, right. I mean the they were 90s. super popular and that gave them a big boost yeah. with yeah. with a lot of people. But like this new album is is it sounds fresh for a group that's been around for yeah, quite yeah. a while. Time, yeah. So. Um, you mentioned earlier you the the best songs that you write. There's a specific emotion that you capture. What kind of emotions would you say you try to encapsulate in a song? If you had to to guess, um, anything that makes you feel something, just real feelings, I guess. Whether it's uh, love, passion, anger, just so any, whatever whatever seems real to you. Any time. real any real emotion that any any real person is feeling like and to be able to I feel like music is a way to to be able to express that uh, and and get emotions out that are an acceptable way to do that and I think it's an acceptable way for other people to come and see that music uh, and be able to express themselves and, and vent and I want I want a real feeling. I want a a real interaction with with an audience because if if you're not if you're not engaging them and making them think something, then what's what the point? What are you point? doing? Yeah. yeah. So this is a question I've been trying out recently. Um, what would you all say collectively is like your favorite thing to do as a band, and then what's your least favorite thing to do as a band? <laughs> Go We're getting ahead. some chuckles here. Yeah, I have some ideas. Okay. <laughs> I will say uh, favorite thing is definitely playing, playing yeah, live. Yeah, playing shows live is your bread and butter. And and honestly, hanging out too. Like we have a a great time hanging out and and doing stuff. I think our least favorite time is when we actually have to buckle down and get something done. <laughs> get something done. Right? <laughs> uh, well, so what do you mean, like a recording? Or? That's uh, or, it's everything. Yeah. It's uh, because. I think the three piece works well because uh, when it was just two of us, each of us had our own opinion and we didn't agree. And now at least one of us can yeah. be like the third party. Uh, I think I'm still super stubborn on all things. <laughs> I, I've sided with both of them plenty of times. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I so think. Unbiased but perspective. It's, but it's also, right. it's not just a Matt and Mike, it's mm-hmm. now three. So it, mm-hmm. so no matter no matter who Make, like says one thing, someone says another, or if we have a third option too, mm-hmm. I mean we all. It's certainly it, a lot easier to make a decision yeah. with three. Yes, I'm it sure is. Than with two. Still takes just as long. Yeah, but, also, <laughs> but yeah, that we get, you know, stuck plenty of times. <laughs> I think Matt and I are both stubborn at times. So, <laughs> I, so I am stubborn <laughs> at all times. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got any big events coming up? First festival. First festival. Yeah, first mm-hmm. festival. This is going to be in Puyallup at the Humdinger Fest. Uh, it's got like uh, roasted pig and things and mm-hmm. different stages. And it's part of Northwest folklore, I, th- I believe. 
But that name, a name like Humdinger. So when's that at? August 26th. Yes. August 26th. Yeah, we don't know the details yet. Yeah, we're working uh, on the times and, and stuff. But uh, I believe that you can camp out there. Um, oh, so it's, it's an outdoor a, thing. Yeah, yeah, outdoor festival. So it should be pretty fun. And yeah, roasted pig. Sounds yeah. awesome. So that's not a band, that's a food. Uh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> well, it might be a band too, I don't know. But that's like their number one thing. Attraction. Yeah. You got a roasted pig. Until we play and then we're the number one attraction. Of course. <laughs> you might have to add that to our list of favorite things to do together. Yes. Eat roasted pig. Eat roasted pig. Mm. I like it. Are you guys uh, recording much? I noticed you just put out uh, some live recordings, which are very crisp and tight, by the way. Oh, thank you. We are not good at recording, but we are trying. Um, so no, we're good at recording. <clears throat> well, we're, we're good at recording, just but not we're not making good decisions at behind the recording. Again, this goes back to the fact we're that we're not good we at getting a studio. Can't get things done. Uh, for we're all very similar people, and so like we're lacking in marketing. It's because all three of us are just not very good at that mm. we're lacking in we we're just don't it's very difficult like to plan, to plan <laughs> out like like we limited time yeah, we're yeah. both family men yeah. yeah you know there's there's certain things that take priority and just lining up schedules and you know the person doing the recordings too so yeah so, so we, just, yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're trying to i think there's a uh some new we have some new possibilities on recordings We've yes been, in touch with three two different people. So we've got three different yeah. studio engineers. We've mm-hmm. been working for the past, like, almost a year with uh, uh, someone to try and get some stuff done. Um, but right now we're trying to um, find some other uh, possibilities. So you mentioned, like, the uh, live tracks we recorded at the Skylark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just uh, we got those recordings and, and mixed them up a little bit. Um, and just put them on online because we really don't have anything else yet. I mean, it's a pretty good representation of your guys' sound, I would say. Well, that's cool. I mean, honestly, you seem like the kind of band that, you know, you get six hours of studio time or whatever, you go in and just, like, bam, get it all down, like, in real time. You seem like the kind of band that could do that. Ideally, that'd be be awesome. You don't need much overdubs or anything. Right. What we ran into is some studio issues. Mm-hmm. So we got there and we had like um, Hispanic radio so, station yeah. playing through <laughs> Mariachi. Oh, oh through yeah. the app. Yeah. So we couldn't actually record. So it's just one, things like that that yeah. are kind of just happening. Didn't try to incorporate that into the album. <laughs> well, we tried at first, but not our not Just too intrusive. <laughs> I mean, Skylark, they do a pretty good job of recording people. I mean, mm-hmm. you're the kind of act that's just... Maybe you're not exactly a jam band, but you're just a, a band that's meant to be experienced live and everything's just fresh and uh, together as one sound. So, I mean, maybe even a live recording would be the way to go. Yeah, ultimately. I, I like that. Uh, I, uh, it's I quicker. Think, I think, well, yeah, that's true. It's easier. That's good for us. Uh, easy button. No, I think that's what we, I at least, have kind of strived for is having a, a good live sound because... Um, because you you can uh, you can go see a band that you can hear like a studio album or something, um, and you just can't get the same uh, sound. Yeah. Like you can't reproduce it on on stage. And I've been afraid of that because I always want to have something that I can reproduce on stage mm. live. Um, 
as you would put it in a studio, but that's me not having any really a lot of recording experience. Yeah. I think that I would like to put together a cool studio album and then even if it's different and raw on stage, as long as it has that same feeling. Yeah, that's what that a lot of people tightness. do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think as long as we're writing the songs, you know, in the practice room and not in mm -hmm, the studio, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then we get that effect because, you know, definitely you wouldn't make up a song that doesn't sound good when you're making it yeah, up. Yeah. Right? So you would you would do something different. So and that is something <laughs> that we have been able to do pretty quickly as a three piece in terms of being able to to like improv. I mean that's a big yeah. mm -hmm. that's a big part of that and being able to kind of respond and if we mess up recoverability like the on the spot. Yeah. And so we just have been working on that and like it, it leads us into other paths, which is really cool having that freedom. Mm-hmm. Because you can, uh, I think now that we have some songs down, it's nice to have a backbone for for a song, and be able to have that arrangement, and do that whenever you need a short song, but then be able to take liberties with it, and then we're getting a lot better at just reading each other. Well, basically, they're getting better at reading me, <laughs> and I'm getting <laughs> trying to get better at not Relaying. being so <laughs> aloof about it. Uh, <laughs> But it's cool. Yeah, it's like I'm therapy trying, today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to to get uh, better cues and. I mean, like, how many times do you play in a band with a guitarist that can that can say something like that? I mean, seriously. Yeah, communication. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, okay. We actually say that. Make make right. Group hug, everybody. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. These guys. Well. <laughs> I'll take a group of All right, they're hugging each other now. I think this is a good place to leave off for today. <laughs> you guys have been great. This is a lot of fun. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate you having us, yeah. Professor Sweater, ladies and gentlemen. That was a good time. I really hope I can catch a show of theirs at some point. They have some serious chops. If you like this episode of Talking About the Passion, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. It would be even more awesome if you left a rating or wrote a review while you're there. I always love to hear more feedback. You can find the podcast on Facebook. Just look up Talking About the Passion. We're also on Twitter. The handle is TATP Podcast. We're also rocking the Instagram at Niagara Moon Music. If anyone has suggestions, questions, or comments for me about the podcast, you can email tatppodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for talking about the passion is the Niagara Moon song Pantheon Bar off my recent album, Eating Peaches. Now then, let's hear another funky Professor Sweater song. Coming up, we have Sons. See you all next Wednesday.
you 